it talks about this other time called the fourth watch of night. Does anybody know what the fourth watch of the night refers to? Comes before the third watch. Chris, you're such a scholar. <laughs> it's actually a Roman time. It's a Roman military time. And we understand it to mean between 3 a.m. Who was awake at 3 a.m. this morning? Anybody? Oh, a few. Generally those that yeah might be awake at that time in the morning. And 6 in the morning. I have to say, I was sound asleep at that time. But it was dark. It was in the middle of the night. It was the period of time just before dawn. And they found themselves in a boat in the middle of the sea. Now here's the thing. They were quite used to being in the boat. We learnt last week that Peter was a fisherman. There were fishermen amongst them. What are you doing to your microphone, Chris? <laughs> there were fishermen amongst them. So they were used to being out of the sea. But they also knew the dangers of the sea. They knew that when the storm... They're still on it. They're really good. When the storm would blow, then it could be a dangerous thing. So can you imagine the emotions that were going through them? They'd seen Jesus do this amazing miracle of feeding 5,000 people. And then he would say, Let's go into the boat. And they probably thought, oh, that's all right then. Time off. We know how to sail. We can go out into the sea. That's no problem. But suddenly this storm comes up and things are a little bit different. Yeah, they're really on it here. How do you think they were feeling when they first saw Jesus walking on the water? Any thoughts? Here's some ideas. I don't know what all of these are called now. Do you know all these little emojis, as they're called, all have specific names? <laughs> one is called fearful. I don't know which one he is. <laughs> one is terrified. I think that's the one with the teeth. <laughs> But you can just imagine they were feeling really scared and really, what is going on? This doesn't happen. People can't walk on the water. And they thought Jesus was a, a ghost. Who can remember what Jesus said? Yeah? Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And then, do you know what? An amazing thing happened in Peter. Now, I don't know why Peter was like this, but I have to say, if I was Peter, I think I would think twice before saying, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out and walk on the water with you. Now, sometimes Peter, and we, you know, perhaps we know this story that Peter walked on the water and Jesus walked on the water. You know, some people, yeah, they give Peter a bit of a bad time because... Uh, he didn't keep his eyes fixed on Jesus and he looked down and he started sinking. But it's these 11 faces here I think we should moan about. They're still in the boat. At least Peter got out of the boat. At least Peter decided, yep, I think this is Jesus. And Peter showed that he trusted in Jesus. And that's the first thing that we learn in this story. That is that Peter trusted in Jesus, even when it didn't make sense. Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. How crazy was that? 
So firstly, he trusted. The second thing he did is he obeyed. Now, Jesus didn't say a lot. He just said, come. There's a little bit of cheekiness in me that makes me think that Jesus maybe thought, oh, this is going to be a bit of fun. (laughs) Yeah, come on then. (laughs) But actually, no, I think Jesus realized what Peter was doing in saying, if it is you, Lord, tell me to come out on the water to you. He realized that Peter was trusting in him. And he wanted to teach Peter and the rest of the disciples a lesson. So Peter obeys Jesus. That's the second thing. And yes, he took his eyes off, but at least he got out of the boat. Where were the other 11? You see, what we're talking about here this morning is a little word called faith. When we talk about trusting in Jesus, we often use this word faith. And faith often is all about taking the first step. Or if it's not the first step, taking the next step. It's trusting that Jesus is in control. Jesus knows what's going on. And it's all a question of faith. In fact, when he did, and who can blame him? He's standing there on the water. He's a fisherman. He knows that this doesn't normally happen. You know, Unless it's particularly cold, like zero, you can't walk on water. And of course, the wind and the waves were all around. And instead of watching Jesus, he looked at the wind and the wave, and he probably looked down, and he began to sink. And he cries out to Jesus, save me. And then the second time in the story, we have the word immediately. Immediately, Jesus reached out to him and grabbed his arm. And do you see what he said? He said, oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And because of that, we give Peter such a hard time. But he got out of the boat. He obeyed. He recognized it was Jesus and he knew he could trust in him. Sometimes when we live our lives and when we try to follow Jesus, we too find it difficult. Sometimes we find this thing called faith difficult to understand and and difficult to build our relationship with Jesus. And actually all Jesus wants us to do is say, Jesus, if this is you, show me the next step. And for him to say, yep, here it is. And encourage you to take that next step. There was another part in um, the Gospels. Further on in the Gospels. And, um, in fact, chapter in, in the Gospel of Luke. We're in Matthew today. But in Luke's Gospel. Where, where the disciples turn around to Jesus one day. And they say to him. Lord, help us to grow our faith. They understood they needed to have a better faith. They understood they needed to... Trust in Jesus more and more. Now, if they found it tough, we're going to find it tough too. Now, we find those verses in uh, it's Luke chapter 17 and verses 5 and 6. If you've got a Bible, you might want to turn to that. But the Bible talks about faith in a number of different ways. I thought before we got onto the, what the Bible says, actually, we'll look at what a dictionary said. So I, I looked up and decided, what does this word faith really mean? And one of the dictionaries I looked in said that this. It said, a strong belief in the doctrines of a religion 
based on a spiritual conviction rather than any, any proof. I'm not entirely sure that's the right definition I'd use. There is actually a definition in Hebrews 11 verse 1, and it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and an assurance about what we do not see. But if you've turned by now to Luke chapter 17 and you're looking at verse 5 and 6, you'll see that Jesus uses a little thing to describe faith. Can anybody tell me what it is? A mustard seed. Who would like to show us a mustard seed? Need a helper. Yes? <laughs> You're playing with Play-Doh. We've given them all Play-Doh and they're loving it. <laughs> I'm going to pick on your mum. Jenny, come and help me. <laughs> In there, Jenny, is a mustard seed. Could you just show everybody? I mean, just take it out. Be careful because if we lose it, I'll tell you what. Oh, where's it gone? Can you get that one out? It is, isn't it? Anybody see that? Anybody notice something about it? I mean, you can't see it, obviously. Let me put a picture of mustard seeds on the screen. There, there's a few thousand of them. Maybe, maybe we all need to see one. Look, Jenny, pass some of these mustard seeds around so that they can get an understanding of what a mustard seed looks like. They can take one. Yeah, I don't want them back. <laughs> Let's turn to Luke 17. And verses 5 and 6. Let me just read them to you. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Now a few weeks ago, I was having breakfast. It was a nice place to have breakfast. I was just on the border of Macedonia. Strange place to be having breakfast, I know, but I was by a massive lake bordering Albania and Macedonia. And I was having breakfast with a chap by the name of Edmund. He's actually in Albania known as Edmondi, because everybody has an E on the end. I'm Marquis. Yeah. <laughs> like a big tent, but there we go. So Edmund said to me, Mark, I've been looking at this verse about faith and about mustard seeds. And I said, oh yeah. He said, I've discovered something about it that's amazing. I said, really? What could be amazing about this verse? I mean, this verse is like, everybody knows this verse. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mulberry tree to, to jump into the sea. And he said, yeah. He says, that's what it says in my version too. Uh-huh says, but I've looked at the original Greek. Now, what we've got here, of course, is in English, because most of us in the room, and I think, yeah, pretty much most of us in the room, can't speak Greek. Can anybody read Greek? No, Graham's not here today. Uh, Chris, a little bit. He's learning. So, in the Greek, he says, it doesn't say that. And I mean, what do you mean it doesn't say that? It says... If you have faith like a mustard seed. Said, yeah, 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 like a mustard seed. Small. He says, no, it doesn't say small. I said, really? Do you know, it's amazing. When you keep looking at God's word, you discover more and more things. And that was a bit of an eye-opener for me, because when I've been growing up and I've been learning this verse, it always said as small as a mustard seed. But he says, it doesn't say that. It says like a mustard seed. And he said, I know. And he said, 
it got me to thinking, what if it didn't mean small? And I said, but it is small. It's really tiny if you've got your mustard seeds. I said, it's small, and when you plant it, it grows into a tree, which is big. Surely Jesus is talking about, you know, your faith can grow, maybe. And he says, yeah, he might. He says, I'm not saying it's not saying it's small. I'm just saying it doesn't say that it's small. I'm saying it says it's like. He says, what if there was something else that it's like? And I went, well, what else is it like? He said, well, I've been reading about the mustard tree and the mustard seed, and I've discovered one other property of mustard that isn't just that it's small, thank you, Jenny, isn't just that it's small, but that it has to be pure. Do you know this is the only seed known to man that can't be cross-pollinated the only seed a mustard seed is a mustard seed it can't be a mustard seed cross-pollinated with a I don't know crest seed it has to be pure and I said that's amazing he said yeah I know so it's small but it's also pure and I thought wow Sometimes it's really good to go back to the original Greek and see what it actually says. And to perhaps, I mean, I'm not saying that Jesus isn't saying your faith could be as small as a mustard seed and you could move this mulberry tree. But I am saying, actually, there's a something about it being pure. And I'll come back to that in a minute. By the way, the mulberry tree is interesting as well. Let me show you a mulberry tree. Here it is. What do you notice about this tree? I haven't shown you the whole tree. I've shown you the bottom. It's got lots of roots. Do you know it's a tree that's almost impossible to pull up? You have to cut it off at the, the, the base. You can't pull a mulberry tree up. So Jesus is saying you need faith like a mustard seed in order to command this tree to pull up its own roots and jump into the sea. So that's what he's saying. So that's... That's quite amazing. So how do we deal with that? How do we deal um, with our faith? Where are we with our faith in Jesus? Where are we in following Jesus? I just want to share a few thoughts before we conclude with some songs. The first thing is this. Are we trusting in Jesus in the first place? Do we need to, like the disciples in our story, recognize Jesus for who he really is when they say truly you are the son of God maybe we already are following Jesus maybe we need to have a faith a bit more like Peter's a bit more able to say Lord if you want me to I will step out of the boat for you maybe it's a next step we need to take. And the other thing is this. Are we ready to allow Jesus to grow our faith? Because it's Jesus that grows our faith. It's not something that we can do ourselves. It's something he will help us do. Are we willing to keep our eyes fixed on him? 
Or are we going to let fear take over? Are we looking a little bit like these, these little people? Or are we trusting in Jesus? I'm going to say a short prayer. And then we're going to sing a song. I'm just going to share one verse actually just as I pray. Some of you here today might say, it's, I find it a real challenge. Do you know what? You're not alone. You're not alone in this room. There will be plenty of other people in this room, including me, that find it a real challenge to take the next step. But even Paul the Apostle, when he was writing to the Romans, he said, I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Sometimes we get ourselves so down, and like Paul, so oh, I'm not good enough. And I want to tell you this morning that you don't have to be good enough. Because Jesus is good enough. It's Jesus that grows our faith. Paul also says when he wrote to the Ephesians, he said, it's by grace that you've been saved through faith. It's not from yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not anything we can do. It's not by works. So we can't boast about it. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you trust us. Lord, we thank you for Peter's example of stepping out into the boat and the fact that even though he looked down, he actually took that first step. Lord Jesus, may we trust in you more to take that first step and to know that you're there immediately to hold our hand if we need it. Lord, we thank you for what you did for us on the cross. Lord, we thank you for the fact that you have done everything for us. And all we need to do is follow you and receive you. Help us to understand that better. To live our lives in a way that every day allows us to say, Heavenly Father, what is it you want me to do? In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a song.